Now, it's Everything is Golden on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Here is your host, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly. Episode 11 of Everything is Golden. This episode, Dear Whales, Jab. It'll make sense in a little while. We start with the deer. Now, there is a discussion underway whether the current plans that Disney has to reboot Bambi should include the scene where Bambi's mother gets knocked off by a hunter. I talked about this on a radio show recently. And as a kid, look, I remember being a little bit confused and and not liking the whole Bambi thing when Bambi's mom got killed. I I saw it when I was real young. I don't remember much else about it. But I wonder what you think about that and then put that story, Bambi's mom being murdered, in with what's going on at California. Catalina Island, off the coast of Southern California, is a huge tourist draw. Tourists from all over the country enjoy themselves as much as possible in California when they visit the island, Catalina Island. They have a deer population that is exploding the mule deer. And critics say that the mule deer population on Catalina Island has wreaked havoc on the island's ecosystem. Catalina's deer population, which is at eight times or 10 times the density of the mainland, is suffering. And it is in a state where people are wondering whether it will survive. That's because 1,800 mule deer are destroying habitats. They're destroying vegetation. They're causing soil erosion, threatening other species, some residents say. Now, the plan is, from the brilliant folks in California, to bring in the helicopters. They want to hire a nonprofit group out of Connecticut, White Buffalo Inc., to come in with helicopters and with hunters using AR-15-style rifles. That upsets the left. To use AR-15-style rifles from helicopters next fall to cull the mule deer population roaming Catalina Island's interior. How'd the mule deer get there in the first place, you might want to know? Well... There's an answer. They were introduced in the 1930s. And you know what happens when you bring in a little species? Oh, let's just bring some of these in. Well, they grew. They don't have a natural predator. Also, the tourists like to feed the deer. They roam in popular tourist spots because they figured out, ooh, here are the tourists. Let's have some grub. So that's all part of the equation. Now... There have been attempts, like other hunting programs put in place before, that allow 200 of these deer to be killed a year. That's what the L.A. Times says. California laws prevent the Conservancy from providing mule deer with additional food and water, but the deer are still growing out of control. So, again, the plan is to bring in this group from Connecticut, get them in helicopters and their AR-15 style rifles and shoot the deer. Wholesale murder of Bambi's mothers. A lot of Bambi's. Well, yeah, a lot of the mule deer will be dropped. That plan has California residents horrified. They call the solution violent and ugly. A petition has now been (laughs) circulated 
They're not to try. They're not trying to kill their deer. They're trying to kill your deer. Reads the petition. Stop the slaughter of mule deer on Catalina Island. So far, that signature uh, petition has three thousand five hundred people that have signed on to the idea of stopping this. The uh, people that are signing the petition want the California Department of Fish and Wildlife to intervene and stop this. Violent and ugly. Don't kill the deer. Let the deer just continue to, I guess, do what deer do, do the deer dance, and continue to grow. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Now, we move from the deer to the whales. Is this beginning to make sense? Deer, whales, jab? Mm-hmm. Okay. This next story comes to us from the Associated Press out of Portland, Maine. A coalition of environmental groups is calling on the federal government to enact emergency rules to protect a vanishing species of whale from lethal collisions with large ships. This coalition of environmental groups filed their petition with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration in late September. They want to protect the North Atlantic right whale. The right whale can grow and uh, up to a size of a uh, huge size. They can weigh more than five school buses. They are endangered. There are about 340 of them. The right whale is a species in steep decline. According to NOAA, that would be the National Atlantic Oceanic, I'm sorry, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Those are the people, by the way, that give you information on the hurricanes. Ship collisions are among the most dire threats that they face. That's what NOAA says. The group cites a proposed rule from the agency designed to prevent such ship strikes by making large vessels, the large ships, slow down, stop going so fast in the ocean. Now, NOAA has not released a final updated speed rule despite proposing new rules more than a year ago. The groups argue that this has to take place immediately. This needs to happen really soon because the whales mate in uh in in the fall and they mate off they migrate down from new england and canada and they mate off the coast of florida and georgia one ship strike they say could bring these whales closer to being extinct speed limits could help that Kristen monsell the ocean's legal director for the center for biological diversity One of the groups that signed the petition says that federal officials cannot sit back and do nothing while the right whales are in trouble. NOAA anticipates that announcing their final uh, decisions, their final actions this year. So the pressure is on. Now, while all this is occurring, I find it really interesting 
that you have these groups coming together, these environmental groups saying, okay, we have to show, uh, slow down the speeds of ships in the ocean. We have to protect the right whale. What about the other whales, ladies and gentlemen? Remember when Save the Whales was a big thing? That was before we were saving the polar bears. We were saving the whales. The main, th there is such an outcry over these offshore wind farms that are being put up in the ocean, yet environmentalists remain quiet. We've talked about this in the past. There are so many whale deaths and people are saying, wait a minute, a lot of these whale deaths are caused because the whales are getting confused. Somehow or another, these wind farms are messing with their sonar capabilities and these whales are beaching themselves. Not a word. Why? Because the wind farms are part of this whole Green New Deal. And while the left is concerned about ships slowing down, they don't seem to be concerned at all about the plight of the poor whales when it comes to these wind farms. So, the deer under attack. Out in Catalina, the whales not safe in the oceans. Now it's time to turn our attention to another group of mammals, and that would be human beings. This story comes to us from the Washington Post. Pediatricians' parents are struggling to get updated COVID vaccinations for their children, for their children, for their kids. The troubled rollout of updated coronavirus vaccinations is proving especially challenging for physicians and parents seeking to immunize children, a reflection of distribution delays, shortages at pharmacies, and financial obstacles confronting pediatric practices. Wow. The federal government, you see, my friends, is no longer footing the bill. They're no longer buying and distributing all the vaccines. And since the federal government isn't just handing out the money to the pharmaceuticals and handing people stuff for free, a host of complications have arisen. The updated vaccine is recommended for everyone older than six months, despite the fact that I may add here that there have been stories suggesting, news stories, and I've covered some of them, that young children don't need the vaccine. I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying whether they do or they don't. I'm just telling you what other news stories have said, okay? But the shots are recommended, these new jabs, for everyone older than six months. The updated vaccine is tailored, supposedly, to provide a shield of protection against coronavirus variants in circulation and arrives as the fall respiratory illness season dawns and an expected winter COVID uptick looms. And by the way, since we're doing by the ways, here's another by the way. By the way, I covered a story a few weeks ago where a group of scientists said they can no longer differentiate these current strains of the coronavirus and what happens with common colds. But that's, again, I'm not a doctor, not pretending to be a doctor, not giving any medical advice here, just telling you what I've read. Okay, back to the Washington Post. Elias Cass, a Seattle-area pediatrician, says he sees a disconnect between federal officials stressing the importance of getting vaccinated and the experience of his patients who must reschedule appointments because the practice does not have enough information about when the vaccines will arrive. Nobody is acknowledging the delay in pediatric vaccines. Nobody's explaining it. 
No one's giving any updated timelines, he wrote in an email last week. The number of babies and kids who have tested positive in the last week or two is incredibly depressing. This rollout should have happened months ago. Mandy Cohen, director of the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, is urging patients. Manufacturers and distributors are getting out the adult vaccinations first. So that was shipping in the first number of days. She told reporters last week, the supply is filling out and make sure that you call ahead to your pediatrician or your pharmacy to see if the vaccination is available or not. If it's not, check back in with them. But the kids' vaccination, she says, may take just a little bit longer, I guess is what she's saying. The difficulty shoring up the defenses for the youngest Americans against the coronavirus are the latest illustration of the nation's Byzantine decentralized health care system. Oh, really? So now it's the fault of the health care system. When federal health officials recommended the updated coronavirus for everyone six months and older, officials cited data showing that infants along with older adults have the highest rates of COVID-associated hospitalizations. In addition, most children younger than five hospitalized for the disease had no underlying medical conditions. Even though children have a low risk of severe outcomes from COVID-19, public health officials say it remains imperative to use vaccines to save lives from preventable diseases. Doctors say they generally prefer Madonna's single dose vial because it reduces potential for waste. But some parents and doctors said Moderna's vaccines for children younger than five has been especially hard to find. Well, what do you know? So it appears that the children, the children are not able to find, while the parents of the children are not able to find the vaccinations in enough supply now that the government isn't handing it out. Other matters. Here's another story. This one from Fox Digital, Fox News Digital. COVID vaccine poll finds more than half of adults are likely to say no thanks to the vaccine. <gasps> what? Yes, COVID vaccine poll finds more than half of adults are likely to say no thanks to the vaccine. Meanwhile, get this subhead. Meanwhile, 70% of Democrats say they We'll get the new vaccine. This is according to a survey. Among U.S. adults, 52% say they will probably or definitely not get the new COVID-19 vaccination. And that's according to the latest KFF poll. That would be the Kaiser Family Foundation COVID-19 vaccine monitor poll. Conversely, 23% of adults definitely plan to get the vaccine while another 23% say they will probably get it. Among the people who say they definitely or probably will get the new vaccine shot, most are Democrats and or at least 65 years old. So I don't know whether you view that as encouraging or not, but most of the people who say they're definitely going to get the vaccines are Democrats and they're at least or maybe 65 years old. Now, what is that? That would be the old, that would be the, the largest voting block. Adult, 65 plus. They are the, in the largest voting block. So let's put this another way. Among the, the largest voting block that can be counted on to deliver votes, most Democrats 
70% of them say, yeah, I'm going to take the vaccine. Hmm. Only 24% of Republicans, 24% of Republicans say, yep, I'm in. The survey was conducted between September 6th and September 13th. 1,296 U.S. adults participated online and in telephone polls. The Kaiser Family Foundation, they are based in San Francisco. They are self-described as an independent source for healthy policy research, polling, and journalism. The poll shows that most of the nation still trust the CDC and the FDA on vaccines. But, 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 there is a partisan gap. Most Republicans don't trust the nation's regulatory or scientific agencies responsible for vaccine approval and guidance. That's what the KFS president and CEO, Drew Altman, said in the press release. There is also a partisan divide in terms of COVID precautions. Among Democrats, 58% are likely to take extra precautions, including wearing masks, foregoing travel, avoiding public gatherings, and, and that's with rising COVID cases being reported regarding giving the new vaccine to children. More than half of parents say they probably or definitely will not do so, despite the fact that the CDC recommends it for children six months and older. Now, when it comes to other illnesses like measles, mumps, rubella, most adults, 68%, most parents, 55%, support requiring vaccines for healthy children. However, however, even with that, 43% of parents, 31% of adults fully believe that the vaccination of kids is something that should be left up to the parents, not the government. The people surveyed said they're more likely to get the flu shot and the new RSV vaccine than they are to get the new COVID vaccine. I wonder why that is. Dr. Mark Siegel, clinical professor of medicine at NYU Langhorne Medical Center and a Fox News medical contributor, said he believes the decision not to get the new vaccine should be a personal one, given that the vaccine doesn't prevent spread. That's the doctor saying it, not me. The vaccine does not prevent spread. But he also said the choice should be fact-driven. And again, he was not involved in this new survey. The problem is that too many decisions about the new COVID vaccine are driven by politics and fear rather than by an understanding of either viruses or vaccinations. He told Fox News Digital, the reason the CDC is recommending the new COVID vaccine for those who are six months and up is because the CDC statistics have shown that during the pandemic, half of the children hospitalized had no pre-existing conditions. So, here you are. It's decision time. We are coming into the fall season. We are coming into the vaccine season. What are you going to do? Are you going to vaccinate yourself? Are you going to get your children, including your infant children, vaccinated with the COVID vaccine? Are we ever going to see studies about vaccine injuries? I don't know. Again, not a doctor, not recommending any course of action, just reporting to you the things that are out there on this episode, episode 11 of Everything is Golden, where we dealt with the deer who are perhaps going to be shot out in Catalina 
Bambi's mom in danger. We've dealt with the whales who are endangered off the coast of Florida, off the coast of Georgia. And we're dealing with, of course, the lack of vaccines for young children. But remember this, the majority of those who say they want the vaccine are Democrats. I'll leave it up to you to decide whether that's good news or bad news. And that does it for this episode of Everything is Golden, episode 11, Dear Whale Jabs. Thank you for being with us. We'll look forward to having you along for the next episode. 